Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 255 of At Odds with Wrestling. Joe and Adam here. Adam, hello. How are you? Joe, I'm doing okay, but I think it's time that I uh, I have, I don't want to say an apology or a confession, but I think it's time that, you know, I come clean on something. All right. And it for the longest time on this podcast, around the soon-to-be-named network on social media, it has been said that I am the foremost expert on Japanese wrestling amongst all of our peers. But I know this is a little late due to our recording schedule, but it's time for me to admit that there's there's somebody better. And that's because even though I didn't participate in the G1 bracket from We Need Wrestling, because I thought that I would just dominate everybody, somebody else did the bracket and dominated. And that person is now the franchise of all Japanese wrestling because the G and G1 stands for Jatim, Mr. Tim from final wrestling place so i want to doft the cap that i am not wearing and just acknowledge him okay uh i think i did privately but i'll say publicly his bit on uh we need wrestling this past week was great uh i I thought he did a really good job with uh his acceptance speech i guess uh no (laughs) one would say that tim is not humble if anything else yeah I, i appreciate that right um, and again, you know, it, it was a fair battle, I would say. You know, you've held this crown for, you know, the 33 years that you've been alive, I guess. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. We'll all go right. with that. I like it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm all fucked up now because we recorded something with video now, and I think I have to be centered anyway. <laughs> uh, even though the light's not on. What's that blinking light mean? Or what's that red light mean? Um, but no, so I have an apology, or not an apology so much, but more of a uh, correction and omission from last week, right? Okay, I'm, I'm glad we're getting this all out at the beginning, you know? Right, get it out, because that's the thing, because listen, this is people listen to this show, they might give up by the time that we get to the end, you're going to listen to at least the first five minutes of the show, we're going to get this out of the way there, right? Yeah, we're, so, we're the podcast of record, so it's important that we're we're fair with this stuff. That's right. So last week when we were talking about what we liked in wrestling and we were talking about the Eddie Kingston stuff and uh, him going over to Japan and getting to meet his hero and he's getting to host uh, the Q&A with them at StarCast next weekend or two weekends from now, whenever the Chicago one is. And I interchanged in my head Misawa and Kawada. Now, there was a lot of discussion of Misawa but it was Kawada who Eddie was talking to. Listen, I never claim to be a Japanese wrestling expert. Sometimes we're in the moment and I mix things up. Nobody's perfect. Um, again, I, I, I was kind of, like I had many people tell me that I fucked up and I was well aware that I fucked up when we were done recording. I could have like act, I could have gone and like through like some wild lines just to th- go in there to throw to correct myself before it went out. But I'm like, fuck it, I screwed up. It's out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that these people who corrected you, they passed the test. You intentionally put that in there, and no, no, no. Listen, I, I'll be the first one. I'll be the I'll be the first one to admit when I'm wrong, which is more often than not. Um, I thought I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. But <laughs> um, I actually, and I want to apologize to her fans, and I actually paid money uh, for a cameo from a celebrity who's very known for his apologies. Oh, okay. 
So I'm going to go to him now for his apology here to our listeners for my my mistake last week. Right. I Jackie, apologize to my wife Nancy for <laughs> Jessica Hahn death of incident. It's stupid, and I'll never do anything like that again. And I love you, and I'm very sorry, and I'm very sincere. And don't please don't make a, a mockery of this. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie Jokeman. See, watch his documentary on uh, Apple TV, and I think he was on the uh, Vice documentary this week about uh, Howard Stern versus Opie and Anthony. Oh, I set my DVR to that, and my DirecTV shut off like the day after I set the recording, so I was unable to watch that. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. It's been a busy week. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you put the cameo on the company card. I absolutely did. All it's, right. It's, it's coming out of the eBay click-through. <laughs> Excellent. So it'll be paid off in about seven years. Um, so are we ready to get into the show with all of the, uh, the, the kudos and apologies and so forth up front? Yeah, we have a clean slate now, so we're good to go. We can make all kinds of new mistakes. That's right. No mistakes here, though. All right. And now, At Odds with Wrestling presents... This Day in Wrestling History. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, This Day in Wrestling History. All right. We're going to go, we're going to jump around a little bit, right? Okay. I, I don't have a ton of clips, but we're going to get into it, right? Um, so on this day in wrestling history, 26 years ago, ECW held their second ever pay-per-view. Ugh. ECW Hardcore Heaven from, from the Fort Lauderdale War Memorial in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, not a very memorable card. Uh, a card that was very poorly lit, very difficult to see, right? Yeah. Uh, this was kind of like the beginning of the wheels starting to come off a little bit until like the rest of 97 like focused around the WWF versus ECW angle that was only taking place in ECW. And Sabu and RVD were the WWF representatives, right? Yeah, which makes total sense in an invasion. Yeah. Right. But I was at this show. Of course you were. I was. This was the first. So... I was a big ECW guy. Um, I had missed the ECW arena show that took place the week before this, not on our you know day because those were Saturdays and this took place on a Friday or whatever, um, where it was the Terry Funk, Sabu, no rope barbed wire match. That's like one of the most gruesome matches of all time. Um, but this was the first time I was ever on a plane uh, okay. to go to see ECW. Uh, it was the second time I was ever on the beach. And, like, it was a great trip, like, walking back from getting something to eat, and the the hotel shuttle picked us up, and Sandman was in there with the, with us. So we just got to, like, shoot the shit with Sandman for 20 minutes on the way back to the hotel. And where'd you say this was, in Florida? Fort Lauderdale, yes. Okay. Uh, we had gotten a Bob Ryder RIP travel package, because he was doing the stuff for ECW at the time. Um, yeah. Obviously, it was a different time when it comes to flights. It was just like... Need a flight, need a ticket for the show, uh, you know, flight, hotel, ticket for the show. And he gave us a price. And it was like, I remember it being like way cheaper than I would have thought it would have been in 1997 money. You're talking like I'm 20 years old. I'm a punk kid. Right. Yeah. And, um, 
And plus, you're like, all right, sir, if you're going to carry that katana on the plane, you better keep it in the overhead compartment. No funny business out of you, you know? Right. Multiple katanas. You might have to, you know, check them before you come on. But just the one, you're fine. <laughs> and like before, like, so we were down there for like three days, uh, me and my two buddies. And Bob Ryder took us out to dinner with Joel Gertner. So we got to like hang out with Joel Gertner at like this fancy seafood place. And Bob Ryder covered the whole meal. Wow. Yeah. Look at uh, you. Rubbing yeah, elbows with the elite back then. <laughs> yeah. And again, like I said, I just thought it was like a cool experience. And by that point, you know, uh, two years in, almost two years in of going to shows, um, you know, I very easily could have been corruptible to be like, oh, well, I could live this lifestyle. And, you know, I, I'm, you know, I know a couple people. They've seen me around. And I don't seem like I'm a problem and I'd be willing to work for free and whatever. Like, and I'm glad, like I didn't have that gene in me to want to do that, you know? Yeah. But we've said this before. You're like, who knows where you'd be right now? You know, yeah. you could have been, uh, either on camera or even just like a high ranking thing in like AEW or something like that at this point, you know, you never know. Yeah. Pads. There are people that were in ECW around this time that, you know, are in positions at, you know, AEW, Impact, what have you. Um, so, again, as you mentioned, you never, you never know, but it's a fun memory to have, you know? No, absolutely. Uh, speaking of another fun memory, Adam brought this up in the Discord. Um, I don't know if you don't have the link, the evergreen link to the Discord pinned somewhere. You should. Yeah, I, I did update to the link to Evergreen, uh, so that okay. was step one, um, but it has not yet been pinned. So just search Discord in our Patreon. You'll <laughs> but uh, today, uh, four years ago, LVAC held their Mall Madness event from an abandoned footlocker in the Phillipsburg Mall in beautiful downtown Phillipsburg, New Jersey. <laughs> Yeah, like this was probably my third LVAC show that I went to, but it was the one that made me hooked on it because the other ones were at Sokol's. I don't think there was a non-Sokol show that I was at before this, and Correct. those were fun, but this was just the the whole novelty of saying that you watched a show at a near-dead mall in an abandoned footlocker just sold it. You know, that was an experience that was hard to replicate since. And I think this show is on Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium. I'm 90% sure it is. Okay. Um, but again, not going to run down the whole card. Um, but, you know, your, your big two matches on this uh, were the Spectral Envoy, Frightmare Hollow Wicked, Ultramantis Black, uh, taking on Tony Deppin, Missile Assault Man, and at the time known as Mr. X. Uh, this was Avery Good, Dasher Hatfield, a very good professional wrestler, very good professional commentator, um, kind of in between getting the mask revealed um, in Chikara and the name reveal where it he got unmasked in Chikara, but there wasn't a Chikara show for him to debut, so things kind of had to be held off. Um, but this is a wild match that goes throughout the mall, and the baddies win after they locked... Um, other members of the Spectral Envoy, including Smart Mark Gary in uh, <laughs> the the abandoned KB that was adjacent to where the Foot Locker was. Yeah, and there are rumors amongst the internet wrestling community that the Smart Mark Gary that you see these days is not the same and that the original is still inside the Phillipsburg Mall. 
Yes. And, uh, then and I, I, oh, I was ahead. just going to say, I did just check uh, Jerry's Independent Wrestling Television, and uh, Mall Madness is on there. Perfect. And then the main event, of course, is Orange Cassidy taking on Dan Champion. Um, you know, no no issues here, but they uh, they grew up together, and they both worked in this Foot Locker, you know? Yeah. Um, so for them to have a wrestling match inside the mall in the place where they worked, uh, kind of cool. It's a very fun match between those two guys. I think if you dick around on YouTube, you might be able to find it somewhere. If you don't have IWTV, but go sign up for IWTV just for this, this show alone. Um, and, and personal things, um, in my world, this was one of the last times that I got to, um, see and call and hang out with, uh, Danny Havoc. You know, he was just yep. there hanging out, and I asked him to come do commentary with me, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, Grant was one of my favorite people. Um, you know, and again, say what you will, whatever might be going on. Um, but yeah, this was like this was like a big changing point for a lot of stuff for me when it comes to like uh, other wrestling fandoms, and I guess we'll just kind of say that. How about that? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, you were at the show. You enjoyed the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a blast. Like I said, uh, the atmosphere was amazing, and it helped kind of pave the way for future, I don't want to say, like, oddball locations, but, you know, like, mall, uh, like Real Rumble and Bash at the Brewery and, like, just places that you normally wouldn't expect to go to an indie show, but this was, like, always the first. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, on this day in wrestling history, 25 years ago, we have our head-to-head Monday Night Raw versus Monday Nitro. Uh, Raw is taped, but all the pieces are in place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they kind of turned the tide back in April after WrestleMania. There was a couple stutter stops here and there. Um, but at this, from this point on, they are in the lead, and there is no stopping them. Okay. Um, you know, DX is firing on all cylinders. Nation is firing on all cylinders. The the main event program with Kane and Undertaker and Stone Cold and Mankind, it's just everything's super hot, right? And the Brawl for All, too, you know? Well, right. So we're going to have the finals of the Brawl for All, if not on next week's Raw, the week after's Raw. And we'll we'll do that whole thing, right? Yeah, but that's probably the unsung hero of the Monday Night Wars, I'd say. Right. <laughs> well, okay. All right. So so let's go let's let's go peek over what's going on over on uh Monday Nitro, right? Okay. So uh I'm sad that I couldn't find the clips of these online, right? Um so JJ Dillon announces for the next upcoming pay-per-view it's going to be War Games. And this is where War Games is ruined forever. War Games now is three teams of three. Hmm. And the winner of the fall in the War Games match gets a title shot against whoever the world champion is at Halloween Havoc. Okay. Okay. I have no memory of this. So it's Team WCW to be captained by DDP. It's Team NWO Wolfpack to be captained by... Uh, Kevin Nash and it's team NW Hollywood to be captained by Hulk Hogan. Okay. And they'll pick their team members as the uh, show, as we get closer to fall brawl. Right. 
Mm-hmm. But going from the four on four to the five on five to this like three teams of three thing kind of really ruined what the spirit of war games was all about. Yeah. And plus it's with it being just a number one contenders match. It's not a blow off to a feud or anything like that. It's just a stepping stone. Right. And also there's an Eddie Guerrero promo on this show, which is the beginnings of the LWO. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now again, 1998, the internet is what it is. And there was rumors that there was an altercation backstage at a Nitro between Eddie Guerrero and Eric Bischoff. And the it's just an altercation. Uh, Eric Bischoff threw his coffee on Eddie Guerrero in an argument. Like, all sorts of crazy things, right? Mm-hmm. So Eddie comes out and cuts a quote-unquote shoot promo on Eric Bischoff. But because it's in the first hour of the show, he can't swear. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't even say damn or hell or ass. He says, you know what and you know where. <laughs> and then he ends the promo by taking a cup of water and dumping it on himself. Now, if you're not on the Internet in 1998, OK, you have no idea what the fuck any of this means. OK, yeah, but it's Especially- that kind of crazy disconnected stuff that made us Internet like people like be like ooh what's happening that wasn't right. supposed to happen now there was speculation for weeks leading up to this nitro that something else was going to happen rumor and innuendo swirling and circulating now raw is taped this night they're head to head you know you're building up toward whatever the next big pay-per-view is and I had given up on WCW at this point, right? I was taping the shows, and I was watching the Jericho segments the next day, right, while I was watching Raw. But I remember where I was, who was there, when the word came out that this was going on on Nitro. Now, Adam, I'm not a masochist. (laughs) I would never assign us to watch something that is long and plodding and doesn't make a lick of sense. Yeah, me neither. So I'm not going to play the full 18-minute Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan segment for this from this Nitro, mm-hmm. but I'm going to play most of it. <laughs> so let's get into it. I feel uh, there's, uh, again, shout out to On This Day in WWE history. Uh, they kind of capsulated everything amongst two clips, totaling about eight minutes. Uh, but like I said, let's let's get into it, because this, this is historic. Mm-hmm. There's not a war that I can't win to get my belt back. And there's not a warrior in the world that I can't beat to get my belt back. Because I'd oh. be... The lights go out. The lights go out. He said a name there, Adam. Uh-huh. Who knows? I always thought Dog the Bounty Hunter Brutus Beefcake looked cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was a good look. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't, I don't... The darkness, scope, and light, the destruction. Take this one out. Like a cartoon lightning. Straight out of E-Man. Wow. I don't know. 
is still in shadows. It's a silhouette of a man that we see right now. But would you listen to the fans? And look at the face of a quivering jaw, Bad Terry. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh yeah, the fans recognize him, and so does Hogan. It's, oh, and so do we. But we're not going to say who it is. In all my years, I never believed I would ever see this. It's it's Renegade. Believe it. <laughs> Unmistakable. It's the Warrior. There's only one, and that's him. Toast to the Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny if he was like, "So, what do you want to talk about?" Feel the real power, Hogan. <laughs> Hogan's act is so dog shit here. Yeah. I, I thought you were dead. Uh, Another inside e- reference. Right. Right. There's well, even signs in the crowd, like that's how the absolute power now, Hollywood Hogan. Yeah, they knew it was coming. Unleash that raising voice, Warriors! Warrior looks good. I'll give him that here. He looks, he looks in uh, good glamour shape, if you will. <laughs> Yeah. It's a nice looking coat. I gotta get one of those. A lot of walking around and looking in this promo. I think they made an ultimate of this look, but he's not wearing jeans, which kind of throws it off. Well, this is the one that was supposed to come with the Nitro stage, right? Uh, I never saw him shake. No, there is an existing ultimate that's WCW. Seems as if with that coat, formal introduction is going to be necessary. Stop. (laughs) Actually, it even seems as if there are those who anticipated my arrival. Oh wait, Hogan! Hogan! Is, shirt off. I think Hogan is. I think he's scared to death. I think he wants to make amends. He's he's doing everything. Look at this. He's offering him a place in the NWO. He wants him to join him. He wants him to join him. There's the act of a coward right there. What is that smell? Is it me or does Ultimate Warrior speak with the cadence of Broken Matt Hardy? The mess you just made all over yourself. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Hardy uh, lifted a lot of this. Yeah, like if you listen to it, like I was trying to place it. You need to open your eyes and ears. Take control of the limited ability you have to understand the words I am about to say. Or you will be deleted. <laughs> <laughs> For years, 
I have watched while this industry, with you as its figurehead, has tried to recreate what is simply unrecreatable. <laughs> I love that. Do you have a feel for what the Warriors doing here? Stalling? I don't know. Ramp. I have heard, listen to all the innuendos and speculation that something ultimate or warrior may soon reappear. He's just rambling. Yeah, with his unrecreatable. Welcome to the reappearance. Yeah. <laughs> Those things, Hogan, which are irreplaceable, whether they be people's places or things, <laughs> are never forgotten. You are witnessing that right now. Tear down the cockpit door. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Hogan is visibly shaken. <laughs> He's he, he speechless. <laughs> has, has no idea where to go, what to say, what to do next. And the fans here are into it. He's at a loss for words. There's not a... So. I intend to launch a revolution. Not even you can't control. I ask you to find the courage. Check it out. Next week, same warrior time, same warrior place, same warrior channel. Where'd he go? He has vanished. Ladies and gentlemen, in one of the most mind-boggling and incredible displays that we've ever witnessed on this program, the warrior has literally vaporized before our eyes. Never seen anything like this in my life. There's never been anything like this in our sport. Oh, the Look basketball. The, I mean, the warrior signal. The warrior signal. How dare you? Touch that dial. Uh-uh. Okay. Oh, Again, I loved Adam. all of that. I loved all of it. Go ahead. Okay. I loved all of it, too. 18 minutes. Okay? That's how long this segment airs on TV. Now, obviously, in retrospect, years later, Bischoff is like, this was terrible. It was a horrible idea. So on and so forth. It's it's every segment is like this, if not longer or worse, for the next two months. Mm -hmm. And if I remember when they were like, because, you know, when the quarter hour breakdowns were a thing, right? This was something that like started at the top of the hour and crossed over into the next hour. They were looking at I remember them talking about like the beginning of this segment saw a huge spike in viewerships mm -hmm. and then the end of the segment which crossed over to the next quarter hour saw all of those people that came in the first quarter hour plus like 
oh, like a hundred thousand more leave. <laughs> They're like, all right, I get it. I get, I get it. it. I need 20 minutes of this. Yeah. And that's the thing is like the best part about the warrior, like the best ultimate warrior promos, like you were even quoting the ones from WrestleMania six, right? Mm. Those are like a minute, maybe two minutes, right? Good ultimate yeah. warrior promo hits that pocket, like that 30 seconds to a minute, right? Yeah, it's like once he got distrusity in his system, he became long-winded. Yes, it was the distrusity, I tell you. But this was like their idea to try to turn the tide, like bring back Warrior, do Warrior Hogan again. But as we will detail over the next two months of this, and we will be detailing this, (laughs) uh, this is an unmitigated disaster. Yeah, and I'll just say, like, I've said many times before that, like, growing up, starting watching WWF in, like, 1990 when wrestling began, I was always, like, I was a fan of all the heels, you know, Bobby Heenan, Rick Rude, you know, Roddy Piper, you know, like, not really a heel at that time, but, like, Mr. Perfect, but the only baby faces I liked were the Rockers and the Ultimate Warrior, so I always had a soft spot for the Ultimate Warrior, and when this happened, it tugged on all my nostalgia strings, even though I was 17 at the time, like, I was pumped for this, and, like, at the time... I probably wasn't critical that I was like, oh, my God, this sucks. I was just like, yay, the Ultimate Warrior's back, you know? Right. It probably took until, like, next week or whenever we get the the mysterious spooky mirror promo, which I'm sure we'll get to. But, like, that <sighs> was gonna, probably where I was like, I'm out. <laughs> we're And, again, I don't want to tip the hand, but we're going to get to the Horace Hogan. We're going to get to the One Warrior Nation. We're going to yeah. get to all of it, Adam. And I can't wait. <laughs> Uh, I love it when we tap a a gold mine of this day in history and it's just beginning. And it was one of those things where, like, I forget what Nitro we were talking about. It had to be about three weeks ago. But it was something on that Nitro. I'm like, oh, shit. I go, we're coming up on the Warrior one, like, real soon. But I was at my buddy Pete's house and we're all watching it. You know, it was the Monday Night Wars. Everybody gets together, has a whatever. It was no Nitro party because we're all WF guys. We flip over, and by the end of this promo, we're all just dying laughing for how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't in the, the stuff that was included here, but Warrior starts doing, like, a call and response thing with this promo. We're like, he'll say one of his rambling sentences. The crowd is, like, tepid. <laughs> and then he'll go, right? I'm not going to yell it like he does. But he'll go, right, Warriors? And then that would get the reaction, Right. Hogan sells for a little bit. Warrior says his next rambling line. No reaction. Right? Warriors? So for (laughs) years, the group of us that were all watching this, we, like, whenever there would be, like, we'd be, like, playing something or doing something, playing some sort of video game, and something would happen, and there'd be, like, a lull in the conversation. And invariably, somebody would just go, in the Warrior voice, do, right, Warriors? And that would just pop the whole room, you know? (laughs) I'm going to do it if one of the things I say ever lays flat. Uh, All right. Flat, you know, not that that'll ever happen. But next time, if that does, I'm going I'm doing a right warriors. If we were a better show with a uh, uh, with a soundboard that wasn't just a shareware that I stole from somewhere, uh, I would have right warriors on the soundboard forever. Um, <laughs> instead, we just have to settle for this. I need anabolic steroids from this doctor right now. <laughs> Anabolic steroids is a logical next step. Uh, again, listen, we're talking about the Ultimate Warrior. I don't know; these things might be related. Um, 
But that's all I got for this day in wrestling history. Adam, what would you like to talk about uh, from the last week in wrestling? All right. Um, you know what? I watched. I'm not a collider, but I do watch Collision. And the main event of the show was Come Farter versus the House of Black. And I will say it was a fun match. I was a little worried going into it because I am a like I love the House of Black. I'm a mark for all three of them. And I was worried that maybe the belts were going to come off of them and go on to Come Farter. Uh, which is just fun and awkward to say, uh, but like, or something was going to happen to just fuck them. And I didn't want that to happen, but like, I love the fact that they showcased Brody King. Like they're more and more over the last couple weeks and months. Like they're making him out to be a guy that needs multiple people to take him off of his feet. Like they're really establishing that out of all the monsters that they have come into AEW, this is like one of the most formidable and Buddy looks like awesome. Looks awesome. Malachi looked good. And then obviously for the end of the match, you have Samoa Joe come in and take out Pepsi Phil to set up their match at Wembley. So I thought it was a good finish and it kept everybody strong. Like it didn't make uh, Come Farter look like bad and it didn't take the heat off of House of Black. So like I enjoyed that. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is I guess after the match when they went off the air. Uh, something happened, and Joe, I'm a little worried because I'm beginning to think that Pepsi Phil might be a dick. Uh, like, I, I don't want to believe that. Like, it, it, I, he's not petty, is he? Like, when did this start happening? I'm very alarmed in this new change in character because he was taking shots at Hangman Page being a peg warmer, uh, who he's not in a program with. And it was just all very awkward when I saw that video come out. But I don't know. Like, I love the match. And I'm like, yay, everybody that's in this match. Yay, House of Black. Yay, Come Farter. Uh, yay, Samoa Joe. And then, obviously, the, the footage comes out afterwards. And I'm like, man, they better be building to something. But knowing uh, CM Punk, they're not. And he's just being a jerk. And, like, you know what? You're going from being the coolest to being, like, not like still being cool but not the coolest. So that was my first take. Um. Okay. <laughs> Listen, if there's anyone that could talk at length and at nauseum in regards to the uh, comings and goings and behaviors of one CM Punk, right? Yeah, um, it's almost like I bring these things up to elicit these these points. But yes, go on. Right. So, you know what? Uh, it, it's not... With what Phil said and then what was rumored to take place afterwards, okay? I'll let... Phil speak for himself on this one. Okay. I don't got the prettiest smile. I got some business to attend to. Some things very, very important. Some things not so important. I want to get the not so important things out of the way. Where are we? Where are we tonight? Exactly. Now on to the important things. That's not cowboy shit. That's coward shit. A little bit of advice, and I suggest you take. Listen. The apology must be as loud and as public as the disrespect. The apology must be as loud as the disrespect. Mm-hmm. That's all. <laughs> That's all, all I right. got to say. Fair enough. And I want to also take this point to uh, mention that all of the members of Elite 
as well as CM Punk are booked for Wembley. So I was right about that. You were wrong, and I accept your apology. Yeah, I was really wrong. I was I was told uh, months ago that the Bucks, uh, before re-signing, said that if Punk was going to be on the Wembley show, they would not be. Now, I will say, everything is leading to Samoan Joe versus uh, Phil at Wembley, but that match has not been officially announced because Punk is a coward and keeps dodging Samoan Joe. True, um, true. So, again, it sure looks that way, but I haven't seen an official match graphic yet. So, um, that's a half, half, uh, you were right, Adam. All right, we'll get the full I am right when we do the show on the card next week. Yeah. Um, I don't think we'll know the full card by next week. (laughs) Yeah, it's only next weekend, or not this weekend. All right. Um, What What do you got? Eddie Kingston's back. Eddie Kingston came out. In a local uh, union shirt, probably the union that his dad worked for and that he worked for, uh, beat up the Blackpool Combat Club by himself. And it's Mm -hmm. a six-on-six Anarchy in the Arena match for Wembley. Uh, Eddie Kingston, Trent Beretta, Chuck Taylor, uh, Orange Cassidy, and uh, the Lucha Brothers taking on Claudio, Moxley, Yuta, and three mystery men. Yeah, this is my other thing, too, so we'll have a short show. But isn't it Stadium Stampede? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it is, Stadium Stampede. Yeah, Anarchy in the Arena, same difference. Yeah, it is all the same thing. But, like, Stadium Stampede, for whatever reason, like, that is the COVID-era match where, like, you're out on a field. And I'm like, is there an adjacent field that they're going to go to at Wembley? Or are they just basically fighting in the arena, which should have just been an anarchy in the arena. It's very, very confusing. There is a smaller adjacent building. Okay. And I say smaller, it's 17,000 seats. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so there's a chance that they, there might be nothing going on there that day, and they might run over there. But I'm just glad Eddie's back uh, in time uh, to be on the show. And again, you got Eddie, you got OC, you got Claudio. I like all those guys, you know? Yeah. Um, like when his music hit, there was an enormous pop. And then obviously it takes a few seconds. He comes out. The roof came off that place. Like I love seeing giant crowds react the same way I do. Like I feel validated in some way when it's like, all right, these people get it, you know? Uh, so I love that. And like, as you said, he comes out single-handedly, chases off the Blackpool Combat Club, saves all the people that you mentioned. I will say, and I get that they're saving this match for possibly All Out or possibly the Arthur Ashe show, but I did have my heart set on seeing Eddie versus Claudio for the Ring of Honor title at All In. But as you mentioned, this is a great consolation because of the amount of great people that are in the match, you know? I think it's a way to kind of heat things back up, you know? Yeah. Kind of tease, like, where Moxley lies in this, you know, because obviously he's been loyal to both of them. But I I forget what he what happened before Eddie went to Japan. Did, like, Moxley finally turn on Eddie, or is he still on the fence? It was still on the fence. Gotcha. All right, so, yeah, they could probably play with that during this pay-per-view and see where where we go. But, yeah, no, I get you. 
All right, but yeah, you stole my other one, so I'll just say, who would have thought, speaking, Jesus, Tim and Marcus getting all the play here, but, you know, Final Wrestling Place does an hour-long podcast about Joker Sting, and uh, Mr. Sting was was listening to it, and he's like, oh, shit, I should probably do that on AEW, so you have the Joker Sting appearance uh, hot on the heels of the podcast, so good on everybody involved. Yeah, Joker Sting return was on my thing as well. And again, doffing the cap to Tim and Marcus doing the podcast about it. But shout out to Garrett Kidney uh, of the You've Got to Be Kidding Me podcast. And he does a lot of media stuff. When you see like a big history of someone or something go up on the YouTube page for TNA, it's mm-hmm. always him. Okay. And he's the one who kind of cobbled together the, the, the history of Joker Sting, which I did watch uh, when they put it up a couple weeks ago. Uh, obviously, Tim and Marcus watched it and reviewed it on the show. And literally, as we record this, Darby and Sting showed up at AR Fox's promotion student show to attack AR Fox. Oh, okay. Is that like on social media or something like that? Yeah, there's or... a bunch of clips and stuff. Yeah. It's like it, the the shows typically aren't taped, so it's a bunch of cell phone footage. But um, I, I got a couple people messaging me about it as we're sitting here recording for breaking news. I'm not going to play a banjo, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, St- Joker, Sting, and Darby Allen showing up at indie shows, right? Yeah, uh, who to promote Sting at an indie show? You yeah. Know? I think this is the first time Sting has been an indie show ever. Possibly. I mean, TNA for several years, but. That, well, they had TV, <laughs> but you get what I mean, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, but listen, I, I love Joker Sting. I think it's one. I, I love Sting, period. Sting, the original best bout machine. And if he's going <laughs> to screw around and have some fun to get over his signature match with his signature coffin in it, by all means. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. Obviously, when you have two of the coolest people in Swerve and Sting, you can't go wrong. Right. All right, lots of overlap. Do you have anything else? Because I'm done. I got nothing else to talk about. I got one more thing, Adam. Okay. And this was a match that was announced on Rampage. And it was a match that, you know, listen, I don't pay attention to these things. Sure, it won the quarter hour. It was the Mm -hmm. highest rated quarter hour on Dynamite this past week. It was a deal that came together in less than a week. And... Uh, AEW was able to get over $100,000 for the sponsorship deal that they were able to donate to the Maui Food Bank that they were doing for the Fight for the Fallen stuff this week. Mm-hmm. And there's one man to thank for all of it. And it's the man who just wins all the time. He's never <laughs> stopped winning. That's right. The inaugural Texas Chainsaw Massacre Deathmatch Championship. Finally, wrestling has a Deathmatch Champion to be proud of. <laughs> and a belt to be proud of as well. With the lovely vis- visage of Leatherface on that belt. I want that fucking belt. I'm not a belt guy, but I want that belt, right? Yeah. Now, how, how does a guy get color without getting color? Like, I saw the pictures of this match... Before I watched the show, and I'm like, holy shit, Double J loves the business. And then I watched the match afterwards, and I'm like, okay, they poured it on his head, yes. but yet he still loves the business. It doesn't matter if it was poured over his head. He still like he still has the bag. I gotta give it to him, you know? Right. Now, 
Adam, far be it. And listen, your opinion of this match doesn't matter. Okay. No Mm. one's given this match five stars, but I can't imagine anyone who watched this, whether you're the most cynical wrestling fan, you're the biggest work rate fan, or you're just someone who was flipping through the stations and remembers wrestling from 25 years ago. If you see this spectacle, this nonsense, these shenanigans going on on TV, you're stopping to watch this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's going to suck you in. And that's what these Jarrett segments always have. They're always the dog and pony show. They're always the nonsense. They're always the shenanigans. Um, and I loved it. It was great, right? You know, I, yeah. I, I do have one issue, Adam. Okay. And it's not with the match itself. It's not with the presentation itself. It's when it took place, Adam. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is my favorite horror movie. Uh, nay, I would say Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of my favorite movies, period, of all time. Okay? Alright. Uh, this Friday, if have you ever seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, the first one? I saw the remake. Okay. <sighs> Again, technically, since Leatherface has been on AEW TV, I think that could be a sign for a movie, if you just wanted to throw it in there. <laughs> um, but, if you were to... So, the... Texas Chainsaw Massacre starts off by saying, uh, based on a true story, okay? Mm. Based on a true story. Uh, This would later become inspired by real events, and that's more or less what this really is, okay? Um, But at the beginning of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they claim that the events depicted in the film took place on August 18th, 1973, Oh, so if they had this match on Rampage, it would have been 50 years to the day that the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre should have taken, like, allegedly took place, right? How how did nobody catch that? Because I'm not on the goddamn payroll, Adam. Oh, you should have went out to dinner again with Gertner back in 97. This is on you. Oh. All right, before, I'll let you go on and on about this. As and that's much, all I like, got. That's my I, only nitpick about it. Because like when I saw the announcement on that Friday, and I'm like, I'm like, shit, is this the... F-? I'm like, because I knew it was a Friday. I knew this year was a Friday in August was the 50th anniversary, right? Mm-hmm. And when they announced it on Rampage, I'm like, oh, is today the 50th anniversary? And I'm like, no, next week's the 50th anniversary. And then they're, I'm like, oh, they're doing it on Dynamite, not Rampage. I get Rampage is the... Or Dynamite's the higher rated show. But I'm like, shit, they should have did it on Rampage just for me and just for the other <laughs> Texas Chainsaw heads, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'll say the match itself, like, I do appreciate Jared. I appreciate Jared way more than I did a year ago or anything like that. You know, I'm, I'm starting to wear down. I didn't care much for the match itself. I have no attachment to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I was just kind of meh on it. But, like, I appreciate very much the fact that, like, not only did they – did Jarrett do such a good job of getting that bag for the company, but then the fact that the company rerouted that to charity, that's awesome. So you can't say anything bad about that. But I made the mistake of going into like Facebook groups and looking on Twitter and seeing the WWE bootlickers that were like, this is officially AEW like jumping the shark. This is proof that AEW is a Bush League company. Like, motherfuckers, you you had a Mountain Dew pitch black neon light match with The Fiend, and you're criticizing uh, this, like, throwaway match for charity? Like, how are you that 
blinded that like bias that like you're going to point to this and be like this match here this is the reason why AEW will never be taken seriously and it's like when i see comments like that i'm like well i didn't like the match that much to start with but fuck them i fucking love the match now you know just to spite them and uh very <laughs> mad about that you know ah uh, nothing i like better than love out of spite exactly that's a, the entire way i operate yeah but listen i, I if this took place in WWF, the same exact setup, the same exact match, the same exact sponsorship deal, those same people that are saying it's bad would say it was, you know, uh, great, you know? Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's tribalism. <sighs> Ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah. But, hey, good on Jeff Jarrett. Like I said, getting color without having to break his skin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and nobody thinks twice about it, you know? loved it all right so i think that's all we got from this week um homework over on the patreon right mm-hmm. uh so we're gonna be discussing over there the movie that adam assigned which was avengers of justice farce wars oh yeah uh that one bit me in the ass but we'll talk about that on the patreon and, and again adam i know we'll get, we'll get into it on the patreon okay yeah i know i know but Blame Brett, all right? I tried to protect his identity, but blame Brett. I'm suggesting we watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and he's out here. Anyway. Yeah. Um, So next week, again, there's no pay-per-view this weekend, but next week we're going to continue that um, weird period of WCW rewatch that we're doing. Uh, We're going to pick up with the February 8th, 2000 episode of Thunder. Um, you know, it's the same players just kind of mixed up a little bit, you know, um, Lash LaRue versus Shannon Moore, uh, in one of the rounds of the Juicer Weight title tournament, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow versus the Demon for the hardcore title, uh, Booker T against Stevie Ray, Billy Kidman versus Crowbar, the Harris boys against Sid and Terry Funk, uh, <laughs> Finley versus Lex Luger. Now this, we're switching things up. The Mamelukes taking on Idol and Lane, which means we'll get an appearance from who? From Miss Hancock! Uh, oh, Rick I'm so excited. <laughs> Ric Flair versus Dustin Rhodes. And in a number one contenders match to see who takes on Sid at Super Brawl, the NWO silver explodes as Double J takes on Scott Hall. Ooh, all right. All right, I'm sure that'll be a work rate match and won't at all start with two minutes left before the show goes off the air. <laughs> so I, I don't know uh, in what capacity. Remember when Hulk Hogan showed up on Thunder last week? <laughs> Vaguely. Remember that? Um, so I will put this up in the Dropbox and I'll put the link to in the Discord, of course, for the Patreon folks. I have no idea what sort of status this episode of Thunder is on the award-winning World Wrestling Entertainment Network slash the cock. Um, so, you know, if you want a full version of the show, maybe a little grainy, but has all the other, has all the music and commercials and shit in it, you know, check us out. Yeah. And as long as we're plugging Patreon, I'll let you guys know once again that this Monday, the 21st, myself, as well as the aforementioned culprit, Brett, and Mr. Tim, or I'm sorry, uh, Marcus, I apologize. Uh, Marcus, Brett, and I will be doing an episode of Sports Talk. Uh, And this is a real episode. This will actually be hitting record, and it will be available for free on our Patreon. 
So all you have to do is just follow us on Patreon if you're not already a subscriber. But we will be previewing the NFL season uh, as well as the draft order for the upcoming soon-to-be-named network draft will be revealed on that episode of Sports Talk. So if you're into fantasy football at all, and you just want to hear uh, us draft our teams and pretty much talk about the entire football season across all the shows on the network. Uh, the the draft order will be announced this coming Monday, and the actual draft show will be the following Monday. So pretty busy on our Patreon the next couple of weeks. Cool. Uh, I'm not a football guy, but uh, I enjoy uh, you and Marcus and Brett, so uh, I'll be listening. There we go. That's one. We're up yeah. to one. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. A lot of a lot of people have enjoyed these uh, these episodes, even though they think that uh, we are too hard on our Yankees. And I say we're not hard enough, but it's football season, Joe. Right. I was going to say baseball season ended like three weeks ago, if I remember exactly. correctly. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm still in mourning a little okay. bit. All right. Let's get into some phone calls, huh? All right. Hey, Joe. Hey, Adam. It's Matt Fish here. Uh Want to give you guys a call because, you know, it's Thursday morning and uh, we haven't seen if uh, CM Punk has blown his, uh, you know, his lid yet. Uh, but he's really cool and he's doing cool yes. guy stuff like uh, <laughs> kicking people out. And he's getting a shout out from Lucisto, which is kind of cool. Uh, you know, that he's a gentleman. Um, so I just wanted to know, like, if um, CM Punk wrote another like comic book that no one liked, uh, <laughs> would you review it? I guess. Um, gonna see. I was gonna see Blue Beetle tonight, but they're doing a Rift Tracks live, so Blue Beetle will have to go on till next week. Couldn't get that popcorn bucket, Aww. which sucks. But uh, they had the backpack. But I don't wear a backpack. You know about people who wear backpacks, like I do. The dude's payer, truly Egar. Um, you know. Hope you guys have a good week. Uh, number one, car defender, Matt Fish out here. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Matt covered everything I would have said. I am holding up my shirt that says hypocrisy police, even though it doesn't say hypocrisy police on it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, we talked about Phil a little bit before when you brought him up at the beginning of the thing. Um, you know, we, we addressed his promo, but we didn't talk about all the people that he allegedly had kicked out of collision over the last several weeks. <laughs> Yeah, good riddance, baby Ziggler. We didn't want you there. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I was not a collider and I had nothing doing on a Saturday, I'd show up just to see if I get thrown out to see if I'm in Phil's good graces. <laughs> just to, you know, it's good to know where you stand, right? Yeah. And I, I will say before you move on, did you get your Blue Beetle bucket in yet? No, it says that it's shipping late August. I, I was listening to, uh, I believe, After Dark, and it caused me to do a journalism, and I looked on eBay. They are all just in a bag, okay. a clear bag, so there are no boxes. So yeah. you, you feel free to open it up and display it. I will, and it will be. All right. All right, so Matt calls back one more time. Twice. Hey, Adam, it's Matt Fish again. Uh, I wanted to also bring up, I forgot to bring up my last call. I went to wrestling uh, last week visiting my family out in Colorado. I went to a cool little promotion called Lucha Libre and Laughs. It was a great time. Uh, if you're ever out in Denver, they play over at the Oriental Theater every month. I believe they have a bigger focus on Instagram. So, uh, you know, check them out. They they were pretty fun. Oh, also, I wanted to leave a message for Todd. 
so Todd, I know you do a lot of comic book stuff. Um, I know that Joe does as well. Uh, Todd, do you think that there's a chance that, uh, you know, one of the post credit cameos in the Blue Beetle movie, which is the number one movie of the summer, will be the wonderful Gal Gadot, or it will be a Batman to be named later. Also, uh, I guess I wanted to ask you, like, obviously you guys have been comics for a bit. Uh, have you seen how big, like, manga's gotten? I know you guys aren't anime people, but, you know, One Piece is pretty great. Um, and also, you know, I don't want to get too much in anime because I'm not an anime weirdo. I'm just a regular weirdo. That's right. All right. Well, take care and have a great day. Bye. Uh, how about like Booster Gold be in the Blue Beetle movie and not the person that Ed wants to play Booster Gold, but like an actual good Booster Gold? Doesn't Ed want like Booster Gold to be a lady in the movie? Uh, possibly. I thought like he had like some, he showed us a picture and I thought it was like a 17 year old guy was the first one he pitched on us because we were like, no booster needs to be a guy who's like well past his glory days, you know, because he's somebody that's like, ah, I'm trying to recapture my youth and whatever. But I don't know. Ed has, um, Ed has some unique ideas. I, I, Matt, I will play your uh, call for Todd when we record our Patreon show tomorrow. Um, I don't know if we're going to get a Batman and or Wonder Woman cameo. I think the best we're going to do is, and again, I, I know it's been out for a while. People have already seen it. Um, but I think the best we're going to do is get, we're going to get a Booster Gold tease. Mm. Um, I don't know if we're going to get like a full appearance, but there's going to be something to intimate that we will be seeing Blue Beetle and Booster Gold linked up in the movies somehow, some way. Um, like, like a Skeets appearance or something. Something. Or like we're going to see, because there's like the shot in the trailer where we see like the Golden Age and Modern Age Blue Beetle costumes. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see something where like maybe it's like a flash forward. And like that's where we get like uh, the silhouette or the outline or he steps in and we just see like the 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 part of the costume with the star in the middle kind of glisten or something, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I I probably will not see Blue Beetle until like it's on HBO Max. I guess would be the distribution for something like that. I'm going to see it on Monday, whether it be by yeah. myself or you know taking as many people as I can. So you're more than welcome to come join me and hopefully my wife and kid and maybe Todd and whoever and maybe DJ as well. Well, I appreciate the offer, but like I I just. All I care about is, is Booster Gold in it or not? So just a text message of a thumbs up or a thumbs down would suffice. Gotcha. You a can, I, you know what? Um, how about this? Does, does, does DJ have your phone number? He does. Okay, hang on. Can you no-sell it if he sends you something? I can. Can you text Adam if there is or is not a booster gold anything in the blue beetle movie with a thumbs up or a thumbs down just a thumbs up or down okay uh and hey uh lucha libre and laughs out in colorado i know matt has family out there 
Uh, friend of the show, Jingle Meister Dewicki lives out that way as well. He's gone to shows. Um, everyone from Edith Surreal to Orange Cassidy and all parts in between have gone out and done shows for Lucha Libre and Laugh. So I don't know. Um, you know, next time you're going out that way, Matt, um, I don't know if you're in the Discord, but ping Dewicki and see if he's free. Maybe you guys can get together and uh, shoot the breeze, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And shame on you, Fish Math, if you're not like in the Discord. So join that. All right, next call. Hello, gentlemen. Kevin here. Oh, you know, like, pardon me, mad at Adam. What? He's only going to pick worse things if I complain. <laughs> I'm just going. I'm just going to let it go. Going to let the homework go. If you want to hear my thoughts, go ahead and read my blog. And if you want to hear Joe and Adam's thoughts. Check out the Patreon later today. Um, so let's just pretend that maybe WrestleMania tickets went on sale this week yes. and maybe it's just one state away and maybe myself and some familiar voices to some of you might all be going together. But there's also all the other stuff that goes on around WrestleMania, all the other shows. Now, I don't know if LVAC would have a show that weekend. I don't know if AIW wants to make the trip from Cleveland to Philly to do a show. But we know some of the groups and organizations and talent and everything that will most likely be there. And listening to We Need Wrestling, part of the Soon Be Named Network, um, Brett and DJ have mentioned going to shows just to see one person. They'll enjoy the whole show, but one person sells the ticket. So let's just pretend everyone's available Everyone's on the table. It's nearby to you guys, whether or not you're going. Let's just pretend. Who, what talent would make you buy a ticket to go to a show WrestleMania weekend? Any current talent anywhere in the world, if you know that person's appearing on the card, who is getting you to buy a ticket to go to that show? I would give my answers, but let's be honest, me, it's going to be mostly Greek's answers. Let's, mm-hmm. let's just let's just be honest. That said, as soon as I find out Killer Kelly's schedule, I start buying tickets. That's mm-hmm. my question for the week, gentlemen. Looking forward to this show, Patreon show, and everything else coming out from Soon Be Named Network. Talk to you later, guys. Bye. Alright, first of all, I- I'm just really ashamed in him for bringing Grease up right away. Because my answer would not at all be Mariah May from Stardom. Uh, <laughs> new candidate for the Adavan Special Top 10. But aside from a Grease pick, I feel like all of my favorite... Like, it, it could just be my lack of exposure and the fact that I don't like new things. But all of my favorites either wrestle in this area or are in AIW. So, like, I would just keep naming all those people. Like, I'd be like, oh, give me... Dillinger and Ziggy or Josh Bishop or, you know, the boar, Dan Champion or whatever. So it's all like names you've heard before. I don't care about some indie guy that, that out of California or Texas or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, so listen, I know he's been doing a lot of heavy lifting on this episode, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going to ask, uh, Phil, uh, Phil, uh, do you want to pay an overpriced seat? Uh, for two days at a stadium where you won't be able to see any of the wrestling and go to a bunch of sweaty indie shows that are just going to be the same 15 to 20 people with maybe one extra person on each of those shows. Uh, do you want to go to those shows even though it's less than a two-hour drive from your house? 
Fuck no! <laughs> That's right. That's Phil saying, fuck no. And I can't get my phone to stop, so hang on. <laughs> well, if you remember uh, when the WrestleMania was at the Meadowlands, or when it was at, like, where the Giants played, the Meadowlands? Yes. Um, I had been given free tickets to that. And the day before, myself and my, our buddy Dave went to the Orange Cassidy is doing something GCW show. And the plan was we're going to WrestleMania the next day. And we had basically mapped out like where to park, where to take like the bus, like either a bus or a train over. But it was literally free. And we woke up like I woke up the next morning. I texted him. I was like, on a scale of one to ten, how bad do you want to go? And he's like, I don't know, like a three. And I'm like, yeah, same. So we just said, fuck it. And we didn't go. So and that was free. So I can't imagine spending thousands of dollars to be or however much it is to, to just be in this so far away from the ring and watching the match on screens. It's inconceivable. Yeah, and I remember when this got announced, there was a lot of discussion about, like, shows running Philly and everything else like that. And, you know, like, are they going to run Philly? Are they going to run Jersey? Because you don't need a license. And Jersey's a quick drive from Philly and everything else like this. I publicly and privately told those in charge at LVAC, please do not run a show WrestleMania weekend. Okay. It's a waste of time. Yeah. Um, the 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 weekend that you're mentioning in 2019 that edition that iteration of the collective that had all those shows and the shows actually did feel different um you know unless you could book Phil Baroni but that's another another thing <laughs> but since then you know obviously covid kind of ruined a lot of things but um i i i i can't see the and god bless you if you want to go and have fun and everything else like that but for the last three years, none of those shows that have run WrestleMania weekend have had any impact, had any halfway decent matches come out of them. And I don't know. I like sitting in my house and watching yeah. TV and getting together with like some friends and being able to enjoy the show instead of, you know, big giant stadium show where you got to worry about sight lines. Yeah, I've always said and this is especially appropriate with like real sport well, no fake sports I, uh, I apologize uh like like football or you know like definitely football if i care about something i don't want to be there live you know i want to watch it on a tv where i can see everything where i can hear everything where i can rewind something that i missed uh you know i i don't want to be looking at something from a mile away and fighting a crowd of sixty thousand people or whatever it is it's not for me you know yeah, but hey, guys, go have fun. I know, um, whatchamacallit, um, I know uh, the Matty Treats is like at every goddamn wrestling show every goddamn weekend, so there's nothing that's going to stop him, you know? Yeah, I don't know how yeah. that happens, but... <laughs> yeah, well, good for him, man, you yeah. know? Yeah, I, I just, I, I can't imagine having that kind of free time, you know? Like, i just so busy, busy over here. Mmm, okay. <laughs> And next call. Thanks for call, uh, Kevin. Yeah, thanks, bud. Next call. Hey, guys. It's Ben Pasco, first-time listener, long-time caller. And when I was a kid, we had a career fair for a class I was in, and it had to be what you want to be when you grew up. And not to brag, it was for smarter kids. There was a girl who was just like, I want to be a veterinarian. There was a girl who was like, I want to be a, a forest ranger. And I was like, I want to be a pro wrestler. So I designed what I would look like as a pro wrestler. Uh, shocking to I look now, minus all the muscles, long hair, sleeveless shirt, lives for New Year's Eve, and the name of my character 
was Bad Boy. So my question to you is, when you were a kid, what did you think your wrestling gimmick was going to be? Because let's be honest, you had the thought at some point that you were going to be a wrestler. All right, thank you. I'll hang up and listen. Bye. Well, the the name, the man, Adam Van, was literally in my mind created when I was going to ECW. So for whatever reason, like I was like, that's my name because that's where it started is like towards the end of high school, which is people call me Adam Van or Van. And uh, I think the Prowler was the one who coined the man Adam Van. So I was like, that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to uh, suspend disbelief and be very egotistical and brash and just go with uh, being the man Adam Van. So that I don't know if there was one earlier like as a kid because i don't think i wanted to be a wrestler as like an eight-year-old or a 10-year-old or anything like that you know so uh that it, very simple answer that's what it was so uh, and again I, right so i don't know if you'll believe me or ben will believe me or whomever but at no time did i ever think i would be a wrestler mm. like i knew i was very like two left feet physically inept and, you know, as you mentioned, like growing up when you when you and I are eight and ten years old, the wrestlers on TV were like these giant hulking monsters, you know, <laughs> all natural monsters. I know. Yeah. But what I do remember, let's say this is like this would have been like 86 or 87 watching Sa- Saturday night's main events where they would do like um, video packages for people. Mm-hmm. I would sit there and I would be fascinated by the song choice and the clips that they were using. And when we got two VCRs, I tried to make my own music videos using the clips that I wanted to. So, like, I didn't know, like, in that, I, who the fuck knows what, like, when you're 10 years old, like, what video production is, right? Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, that might be something I could do in the world of wrestling, because, like, somebody's making these, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I never had a character like for myself, but even like when I did backyard stuff, like I was just like Joe supposed to the ring announcer, Joe supposed to the commentator, whatever it was, but I would have ideas for other people, like even back then. And I really wanted someone, um, to, and we're talking about it on Longbox heroes with Todd and Joe F issues. I really wanted someone to just rip off the look of Morpheus, Sandman. Okay. As a character, like, have the hat, like, they come out and they're wearing the helm and they've got the bag of sand and they've got the ruby and they've got the cloak and they've got the whole thing, you know? And then they take all that shit off. It was kind it would kind of be like, like, I guess because that book was very emo, I guess, and I didn't know what emo was in 1993. I'm just like, it's a really good comic book, whatever. Um, but it would essentially be like the emo undertaker, right? Yeah. So he has all that shit and he takes it off and he didn't have to be like a big hulking guy like like undertaker would be, but he would just be like a skinny, effective, manipulative, whatever guy. Like, and like, I would pitch that and like, people just wouldn't understand it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be my dream character, not for me, but for someone else to do. Uh, just the, for whatever reason, this is popping into my head, and it's kind of adjacent to uh, Ben's question. Probably like 2003-ish, me and a buddy of mine knew these two guys. I'm not going to name who the two guys were that were indie wrestlers in the Northeast around this area that were a tag team. And they had a website that was like 
here's like pictures of us from the shows and here's like maybe upcoming dates and it's exactly like a website you would picture from like the early 2000s it was all like coming soon in under construction gifts and stuff like that you know just a very bare bones website but it had a message board and it would just be like uh you know the fans and by fans it was probably like the girlfriends or the whatever being like oh i can't wait to watch your match whatever so me and a buddy of mine were just like we're gonna go on there we're gonna start cutting promos about how we want a shot at these two people (laughs) right and it was just basically we did it in tandem and my buddy his gimmick his gimmick on the message board was that he was the surgeon and uh i was the specialist so all of our promos that we were typing out were all like doctor stuff like we're gonna scrub in (laughs) and we're gonna make sure there's no complications and all that stuff and they got real because they knew who we were and they got really pissy that we were using their message board to basically uh like we were fucking with them, but like you, they were like, you can't be doing that because it's not going to lead to a match unless you guys plan on wrestling. Like they were messaging uh, like me off of the site, like via like AOL instant messenger or whatever, getting real hurt that like we're cutting promos. I'm like, dude, there's nobody on your message boards other than me and my buddy. Like we're the only people using this thing. Why are you getting so upset? But yeah, I was the specialist Adam van for a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I wish there was video promos of those out there, you know? Oh, I wish there's got to... Uh, i got to check the Wayback Machine and see if I can find that website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, if I could find... And it's impossible. There's less than a 1% chance that like, I even remember the exact name of the website. But if I can find the transcripts, I will act them out. Like, I will do an audio drama. <laughs> of me uh, I was going to say, listen, you got, a, you got a YouTube page with nothing going on on it, right? That is true. There's less than nothing going on over there. Exactly. <laughs> All right, thank you for your call, Ben. Yep. Uh, next call, last calls, plural. It's pink button time. It's young Ed. Yay. Hey, Joe and Adam. It's Ed. I met Metroidcon. I have a new twice bracelet on my wrist. Uh, thanks to Laser. And um, you might not be able to hear me, so I'm going to keep it quick. Um, Cliz was ended. I asked them to put it on in the bar, and they would not. There was some boxing thing from ESPN. They would not show collision. They are not colliders here. I don't expect it. <laughs> and also, um, somebody just said that the only good, like they said a compliment about Phil, not the only good. Phil has a lot of good things about him. No. But they said a compliment about Phil is that he's good when he does, quote, the Brett no chop thing. I don't know what the fuck that means. Or if somebody compares him to Bret Hart, that's dumb. <laughs> Phil? has exceeded Bret Hart, because when Phil won the world title, they were like three or four million viewers, and that was not a thing when any time Bret Hart won the title, and Phil is better. Um, I've had three rum and cokes, so I'm only like a seven or eight out of ten drunk. Um, so we can't blame what I just said on all oh, the alcohol. It's mostly feelings that were inside of me mm-hmm. that have come out, and I'm calling you because of that. Um... Still sold out Wembley and Roman didn't. Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, comment, Joe? Uh, so, I don't know who's saying the no-chop thing is a Bret Hart thing. 
Yeah, like, I mean, I've never heard that, but I'm not a Bret Hart historian, so... That, yeah, that's uh, listen, there's m- many more Bret Hart historians that listen to the show that can correct me in regards to this, but the no-chop thing is fucking Hangman chopping Punk and hitting him in the mouth and Punk getting afraid because the sensitive elementary school teacher was shooting on him. <laughs> so Phil has worked it into his act that he doesn't take chops anymore because he's afraid some he's going to think someone's shooting on him. Because almost everybody on that roster could easily shoot on this former MMA fighter. Too. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, what's what's a lo- what's a longer li- what's a I was gonna say what's a longer list? The people that Punk is banned from Collision, or the people that could legit kick the shit out of Phil. Ah, uh, legit kick the shit out of Phil. Yeah. All right. Well, Ed calls back again. Uh, twice, two calls. Wow. All right, two times. Hey, Joe and Adam, it's Ed. Um, I've got news. Um, Breaking news. Convention calls this week. The Colossal Con E schedule has dropped, and my panel um, will be. Drum roll, please. Adam, do a drum roll. But like, do the one where you're like, don't do, don't hit on stuff. (laughs) Thank you. It will be Friday at 10 p.m. in panel room six. Uh, I thought it was going to be a Saturday because it normally is, and they have me on Friday, which is dope too. I'll take it. Hopefully, everybody can uh, make it. Um, I'm adding some stuff uh, for most people though. Like, it won't matter them adding stuff because this is this will be your first time uh, seeing me do it. So. Uh, it's also the rave that night, so I will have uh, my rave cosplay on, um, and that's still getting worked on. So I don't want to say what it is yet. Still, still doing things. Um, okay, bye. Um, did he say it on there that it is a at eight o'clock Friday? No, he said it's ten o'clock Friday, September eighth. Oh, September. Okay, that's where I heard the eighth. So yeah, I had originally because I think Ed had some. He was under the assumption he was going to be Saturday, and I was worried that I could not make it because I'm going to RetroCon on Saturday. But I can do Friday. Yeah. Friday is much easier. Now, I don't know how much a ticket to this thing is or if we could just sneak into Ed's uh, panel, but that's going to be neither here nor there. Now, this then makes, I guess, the wrestling the next day a little bit more difficult to swing. But if I got to choose one, the wrestling or Ed's panel, I want to go to Ed's panel. Yeah, no, I mean, if, 100%. If I can only do one, that's what I would want to do. And like I said, Saturday's off the table because I'm, I'm going to RetroCon. That's just a given. Right. Uh, no offense to the wrestlers, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd be pumped to watch a, to, to experience an Ed Colossal Con panel in person, you know? Ed in his element, in his raver cosplay, <laughs> showing some of the most distressing Japanese wrestling clips of all time. And attempting to walk an entire convention panel or a convention <laughs> room. Um, I, I'm down for that sort of humor. Yeah. Ed, let us know how we get into this without having to buy a ticket to the actual con. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let, let them know who we are. You know, mm. we don't we don't buy tickets. Come on. Mm. Hang on. I got I got to open up. I was on the website. It's not like, oh, hey, it's $10 to get in type of stuff. This is like proper con pricing. Mm-hmm. 
because I, I was looking to see if there were any of those those Instagram cosplay girls you promised me. And <laughs> I was they're, they're gonna be there. They're gonna be but, there. You know, I was looking for famous ones on the the guest announcement. Okay. Okay. Friday passes forty five dollars. Yeah. How much do I? How much do I love Ed? I don't know if I love Ed forty five dollars worth though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, listen, I'm Plus gonna gas. You know that ain't cheap. I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Uh, Ooh, my magic, right? All right, better okay. come with a lanyard. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, okay, we'll. I'm gonna do that later though. But I wanted to make sure I have that tab open so I could do it later, right? All right, perfect. All right, listen, this is what I do. Um, anyway, um, so, um, last call, Ed's final call, he called in thrice. Thrice! Thrice. Hey, Joe and Adam, it's Ed. One last call, because I've got lots of thoughts, uh, about all-in stuff, and it's too much to type in a tweet. Um, I think this card is fine, and everybody's being fucking babies about it. They're all really fucking weird. Um, AEW has another show, like, what, two weeks after it? You have to see some shit for that. And also, they're getting a bunch of awesome shit. I don't know what more they want. They're getting a world title match that's been built up for, like, months. They're uh, getting two new, like, chapters in different rivalries that are important to those fans. Like, they're getting Bucks and FTR. And then they're getting Joe and Punk. Um, Allegedly. And he's giving <laughs> up with both his boyfriends. That's awesome. Like, what is... I don't... What is bad about this card? I don't get it. Fine. Like, what is what is what do people want? I don't understand. I just don't get it. Plus, like, what are they worried about? The show's gonna suck because like AEW's done one bad pay per view ever. Like, seventy five percent of them are really really fucking good. It's gonna be fine. I don't even like love this company like these people do, and I'm telling them like it's, this looks fine. Got Jericho and Osprey. That means something at least. Just should there fans, right? Like I don't know. People like Gibson on Twitter. I don't yes. know. Jim Punk should ban Daniels from Collision, but not um, Curry Man. I make Daniels be Curry Man. Okay, bye. <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, I originally was like, "Hey, where's all my like." dream matches where's all at the marquee you know one-on-one matches and i even complained earlier in the show i was like where's my claudio versus eddie kingston but like yeah all out is a week or two later and you know whatever i'm fine with it it'll be it'll be an entertaining show i think things have gotten so bad that while we're recording ed agreed with an eric bischoff tweet Oh, um, where Eric Bischoff said, are any of the 80,000 plus people that purchased a ticket b- bitching? If not, shut the fuck up and watch the show. Or don't. Kind of hard to criticize a strategy that is clearly working. Okay? Huh. Yeah. Now, the joke answer is people are upset um, that they haven't officially announced the Double J match yet. And I get it. <laughs> Well, that's what's going to completely sell the place out. That's why there's still tickets remaining. Right. That's why there's 700 tickets left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's those hardcore Jared heads like me. But you want to know what the real reason? Okay. So I'll just throw this out here. Uh, Mike uh, from Virtual Pros, when the, the discourse on this was like really hot and heavy like a week ago, he like tweeted out and was like, hey, if this card sucks so much, why don't you put together a card that you think is better than this? Right. Mm-hmm. 
and he got like very few replies or people that put together cards that were like much worse than what's already out there. Or just like people that they aren't available, aren't on the roster. Like, it would be really cool if you got Roman Reigns versus Mox, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so um the real reason people are upset, and this is like such a stupid thing, is because Kenny doesn't have a singles match. Yeah, I mean, have they? Oh, what are they teasing? The the Bullet Club against Kenny and Hangman? Well, no, it's it's well as um, Ed or mentioned, they they announced it. It's um, Takeshita, Jay White, and um, fucking um, um, Juice. Um, Juice. Juice Robinson taking on Kenny oh, Hangman and uh, Ibushi. Ibushi, oh, yeah, God, edit that out. <laughs> no. There I gave no, my crown to Tim. I can't. Right. I'm messing these up. Yeah. No editing. No fact checking. No. Nope. Uh, I'll apologize next week. Right. Um. But I think a lot of people had it in their mind that we were going to get like some sort of Kenny the Bucks match or a Kenny singles match, and we're not. And they're upset about that. To a lesser extent, they feel as though like the women's match is just kind of sort of thrown together. Mm-hmm. Now we haven't gotten a Statlander match, which I'm sure we might get at some point because they are building stuff up there. On uh, collision, I don't think so. We might. It might be on zero R at the very least. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the women's match definitely feels like, hey, here's your 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 scramble showcase on an indie show. You well, know? a big part of that is, is that haters still hurt. It no, really, it really felt as though the long term plan was hater versus Tony Storm again, and plans changed. Everything else that happened. Um, I hope Emmy Sakura gets on the card. Um, do Emmy Sakura versus Statlander. Mm-hmm. You know, just to get that on the card. Does that, like, have a build? No, but is it a cool match to see? Absolutely. Would it probably mean a lot to both of them? Sure. Um, and, you know, Ed's right. Like, 75% of AEW pay-per-views are good to great. And most of their shows that looked bad on paper or had bad builds end up being really good shows because everyone goes out there and busts their ass. Yeah. No, I got you. And, and to your point, I, a lot of people were like, it's the biggest show in AEW history. It's the first all in since the first one. Uh, we're going to get, you know, the Bucks and Kenny versus CM Punk and FTR. Yeah. You know, and like that, that's the only logical thing that we could have. And then when it's not building towards that, even though there's little mentions of each other in their promos, like they're automatically disappointed. <sighs> yes. All right. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Ed. And hey, thanks everyone for calling in, of course. Um, you know, what we got coming up here in the near future, um, of course, we have Steel Stack Smackdown 2. Um, in Bethlehem, September 16th, front row completely sold out. Tickets are still on sale. Um, and I think the week of tickets are more expensive. Um, I know a lot of names haven't been announced yet officially, but if you go find all the different show posters and stuff, you could see some of the names that are going to be, be there, whether they get a full announcement or not. Um, I might be working on someone over the next week to make an appearance there who hasn't made an appearance at a wrestling show in almost two years. But again, that'll be up to me and them. If you know, you know. Um, but I'll be there. Adam will be there. DJ will be there. Brett will be there. It'll be like, uh, you know, soon to be named network sort of meet and greet meet up. Um, if you don't want to go there and meet the Godfather and D'Lo Brown, of course, you know. Uh, who? 
Right. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Smoke Drain Charles Wright. Thank oh, you. Oh, okay. Thank you. I, I didn't know who that God, Godfather guy was, but uh, yeah, I believe I saw, uh, I think it might have been something that Dan Champion retweeted, but not front row and the balcony's all gone as well. I think it's just general admission right now. Gotcha. Like standing room, which is great seats or great area. That's where I'm going to be, you know? Right. Um, and also, um, T Public sales next week, but you know we have a T Public store. You can find the link to that over on at odds.com or at oddswrestling.com. My apologies, as well as the eBay affiliate link. When you click on links to various merchants on the site and make a purchase, this can result in the site earning a commission. Affiliate programs and affiliations include, but are not limited to, the eBay Partner Network. Yeah. And we mentioned it at the top of the show. We'll mention it again. Um, Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium, a.k.a. IndependentWrestling.tv. Use the promo code at odds if you are a new subscriber to let Jerry know that you came to him from us. And if you continue your subscription, there's tons and tons of stuff on there. Live shows, back catalogs, pretty much every indie out there. Um, You know, we get a little bit of a kickback off of that. Yeah. Um, I will not, Joe, at this time, promote whatever the hell the new A-show is, but I will promote Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, We Need Wrestling, Porch Talk, Viewer's Choice, Indie Wrestling Guide, Wings on Wings, Hi, Bussy, and Final Wrestling Place. I need anabolic steroids from this doctor right now. <laughs> anabolic steroids is a logical next step. A little slow on the on the the trigger on that. I I feel like at some point I need to memorize that great promo there and uh, be able to recite it when you're yes. unable to play the audio. <laughs> uh, everyone should just be reciting along with it, you know. Yeah. Uh, now it's time for Adam's favorite part of the show. And let's do it. Some might cost a little. Some might cost a lot, but I'm the $100 Vansky, and your figures will be bought. All right, Joe, I know that this is a rare week where you actually have a couple purchases, so I'm going to be quick uh, with a couple of mine because they're uneventful, but I ordered the Better Than You Bay Bay Micro Brawlers uh, that went on sale this past week, so the Adam Cole and the MJF, the two-pack, I ordered that. I also pre-ordered on Amazon the Ravishing Rick Rude and the Usos Funko Pops. Um... The Ravishing Rick Rude one looks really cool. Yeah, I like the Uso one as too. It's a two-pack, you know, whatever. And it's Amazon, so I can always cancel them if I change my mind or if I need to do a purge preemptively. For you sure. Uh, did you get something, Joe? Uh, I did. I did actually order a bunch of stuff uh, wow. this week. This was like one of the busier weeks uh, for me in some time. Uh, so first off, uh, on my keychain, um, I wouldn't call them... Um, like Funko Pop, but it's like Marvel trying to skirt Funko Pop um, yeah. by doing like these little like um, chibi looking things, right? Yeah. And like they're technically backpack hangers, but they're keychains, they're whatever, right? Um, and a couple years back, uh, my niece got me the Yondu one. 
because she had seen Guardians of the Galaxy, and, you know, it was Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and what happens in that movie. No spoilers. <laughs> um, but, you know, she was like, oh, well, he's a dad and you're a dad, so I got it for you. I'm like, oh, that was very nice. But it broke this week, right? Okay. Um, and it was just like the little part that clips on just snapped off, right? And I told her she was sad, and she told me I can get a new one if I wanted to, and I do, because I like having it as part of my keychain, and she said that I have to get a Spider-Man one, but the problem is, any of the Spider-Man ones are tough to find. Um, like, all the Across the Spider-Verse stuff is, like, sold out everywhere or just, like, crazy priced, you know? Yeah, that's so hard right now. So there's, like, a generic Marvel assortment that's kind of plentiful, but they're blind bags, so you never know what ones you're gonna get. Like, the Spider-Man one's like, here's nine different versions of Spider-Man, right? So I bought a buy two get one free deal at Hot Topic where it's I'm getting three random blind bag things and it's like a majority of the Avengers and Spider-Man. So I'm hoping my the odds are in my favor and I get a Spider-Man. Okay, and there wasn't just the like on eBay where you could just buy the one you wanted for like 20 bucks. Ah, uh, okay, I gotcha. You know what I mean? So like I spent $15 $15.40 to get 3 of them. Yeah. With the chance that one of them might be a Spider-Man, but like if I get Thor or Captain America or Iron Man or Black Panther, whoever it is, you know, I'll be happy. But I'd re- I would like Spider-Man, but you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I got you. Um, I've mentioned before on the pod I have an eBay save search set up for the multiple uh, Broski and Hawkins early, early tops cards. You know, because there's a lot of like international ones, a lot of commons, and I'm just trying to piece together all of like the edgehead or before era cards and they're not expensive cards they're cheap um so my ebay alert went off the other day when i was home oh i wasn't home for a 2008 tops chrome kurt hawkins card and it was two dollars buy it now with free shipping and i was like i'm pretty sure i need this but i don't think so i'm like i don't know for sure i was like i'll wait until i get home but i'm gonna click watch on it and uh like what before i even got home i got sent an offer for like a dollar 50 shipped and i'm like well if i have it great i'll just it's a dollar 50 who cares if i don't have it you know even better and i didn't have it so i got a kurt hawkins rookie card for a dollar 50 that i cool you know um and one other thing before i send it back to you i was actually talking to our buddy Derek. Uh, about uh, Japanese wrestling. We were doing a deep dive into like the tradition and you know just the the just the history that's around it and the cultural impact, you know, just things that like somebody who used to be the the most foremost expert in Japanese wrestling on the network would have talked about. And of course, we were talking about Kyrie Sane and uh, big fan of Kyrie. and it, it basically came up with the conversation that I missed the opportunity. oh, to buy the only Kyrie Sane figure that ever came out, which was an Elite 73. And it's the one with, like, the pirate hat and, like, the sail wheel back when she had that gimmick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those, the last time I looked, were, like, super expensive. Like, for an Elite, we're talking, like, 70, 80 bucks on eBay sold searches. And I basically said, yeah, I'm not paying that much for it. You know, like, I would have liked to have had it, whatever. Um, but if you remember last week, I had gotten that really good deal on the Iconics figures in the major group. The exact same person put that Kyrie figure up, mint in box, for $30 ship this week. 
did they not know what they had? Which seems not. to be happening a lot more often in the group. I got it in, and it's perfect. So, whatever. Not my problem. Yeah, I guess. Look at you. So, I got a Kyrie Sane Elite 73, like, minty mint in box for 30 bucks shipped. Awesome. Yeah. What else did you buy, Joe? So, you tipped me off again in the Discord, because I'm completely checked out of, like, most of the goings-on of the world of the Broski world. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I guess, pre-order, order, whatever, for the next set of major bendies went up. They, they are they are in stock and shipping. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't get my shipping notification yet. Yeah. Uh, but what is that? That's the Dreamer, Sandman, Sabu, Sabu, and Raven. Yep. And they all have bloody variants, or just Sandman and Raven? All four of them. All four of them have bloody variants. Um, and I just listen. I love Scotty, uh, the boss Raven, and eh, the boss yeah. Raven. Um, so I looked at the, the pictures that they had of the bloody one and the not bloody one. I like the not bloody one a little bit better. You know, maybe I'll have FOMO when they come in and everyone puts ac- actual pictures up, but, uh, I got to get a Scotty. I got, yes. And we're in a Raven Renaissance, <laughs> uh, just like we're in a double J Renaissance. So I got a, I got a Raven Bendy on its way. Look at you, Bendy guy. Well, I just got the, what, I got the two double J's and I got yeah. Raven. <laughs> that's how it starts um, that's all i need i also purchased a major bendy this week and it was also raven but it was the chase bloody one gotcha um i for the same reason i i like weighed like i looked at the whole line and i'm like i like the idea that these are ecw figures with the serial number filed off like with the the artwork and everything like that um but i'm like i don't need a sandman or a sabu or a dreamer right but i was like raven's cool like there are other ecw people that i am sure that they could get the license to that i would be prone to to purchase like i would buy a, a shane douglas one i would buy a beulah <laughs> you know like how cool it would be to have beulah get her first figure um even if it's just a bendy but when it came to those four i'm like okay raven's the only one that i can justify and i'm with you the blood isn't great like it almost seems like there's too much blood on some of these but i'm like if i'm gonna only buy one i kind of want the one that says chase even though they're not chases i think they're a 50 50 run or a 60 40 but i was like i'll even i'll just have a a different one than joe you know there you go yes um i have one last purchase do you have anything else i do Okay, I'll, go, I'll, I'll let you have the finale, so hopefully it's a good one. Um, again, a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, I had talked about having an eBay save search finally go off, and it was for the TNA Alex Shelley figure. And I remember being pumped that I got a really good price on it, and it's the one that has like the, the, tr- the camera and the tripod and all that stuff because it's from the paparazzi production era. And it was a figure that I've wanted for a long time. But I got it in, and like I knew from the pictures on eBay that the box was maybe an 8 out of 10, and that's something you just have to deal with because they never come up for sale. Um, so I got the 8 out of 10. It came in. This is months ago. And in the shipping, the camera, which is on like three legs, a tripod, in the packaging – the legs just snap into the bottom of the camera and it became jarred in the packaging. So all the camera pieces are just loose in the packaging. 
Yeah. And it drives me fucking nuts. Like, that was one of the figures that I, like, had initially. Like, it wasn't in the Detolf, but it was on a shelf where you could see it in the toy room. And, like, every time I saw it, I was like, oh, I don't like you. <laughs> you need to go. And I kept the eBay save search active. <clears throat> Excuse me. And one of them went up for eBay this week. And from the pictures, it looks like a 10 out of 10. And it was not as cheap as the other one that I bought, but still really a really good price. Again, it's been probably two years of me having this save search up. And this is the second time that a mint on card one popped up. And it's the second time I bought one. So they don't come up often. Uh, so that has not yet arrived. But again, based on the pictures, it looks like a 10 out of 10. And when that's the case, I'll have an extra uh, a Lucy boy for somebody else or maybe a mint on card of somebody with uh, less psychotic <laughs> tendencies as me. You know, I was going to ask what you were going to do with the one that you already have. But there you go. Yeah, they'll offer it up in the group. I've already mentioned it to some people who uh, who have declined because they're not fans of paparazzi productions or Big Cav. And I'll let everybody know that that's the case. But I am a big fan. So I want the figure. Mm hmm. What do you have, Joe? What's our main event? Well, I guess main event is this Saturday, uh, me and April and Asa are going to New York City, specifically Randall's Island, specifically for big Pokemon Go uh, event. Randall? Uh, yeah, no, not that Randall. Um, <laughs> Rando the Sexy Pharaoh Wizard. Oh, all right. Um, just me and Kevin Ford call him that. Anyway. Um, so it's New York, you know, um, they do these things like maybe like three times a year and it's usually all over the world. Um, they just did like the UK and Japan like two weeks ago and they were supposed to do Philly during the pandemic and it got canceled because of the pandemic. And I'd said, well, if it ever comes up in the States on the East coast, again, we're going, they announced New York, we got the New York tickets. And then as we're getting here, like, you know, hey, we're just doing like the one day because like a three day event. But we're just doing one day um, where um, we got like my kid, the event shirt for. But these were purchases from a while ago. But now as it's upon us, they're starting to like, oh, get ready for your trip. And here's what you need to do. And here's all the other stuff. And the thing is, with the way Randall's Island is set up is like you can drive on Randall's Island and through Randall's Island. but you can't park on Randall's Island. Okay, so looking into things, I'm doing my research, and you could take the ferry from the harbor right by Empire, like right a couple blocks in from the Empire State Building, goes around Randall's Island and drops you off. Pokemon even has a thing on their website that says like, oh, we're going to have like whatever ready to go for the ferry. Um, So they're like, oh, it's coming up any day now. We'll let you know, right? Mm. And Friday, we went to the Kabasi Festival, and while we were there, they released the stuff for the ferry. And I hate doing shit like that on my phone. I hate buying stuff on my phone, right? Not to say they don't have, like, the protections and encrypted and whatever else, but I just feel more comfortable doing it from the PC, right? Yeah. We get home, I hop on, and there's no tickets for Saturday, which is the day we're going. I'm like, motherfucker, what are we going to do? So now I'm looking everything up. Like, okay, we can't go, like, up into the city. We got to park closer in, like, Harlem, which is fine, and take the walking bridge across to the city or uh, to the to Randall's Island and everything else like that. But I'm like, there was no official announcement that, like, the ferry tickets are sold out. 
but they're not available to purchase on the site. But I'm going to just check every day. You never know. And that paid off because today, for some reason, they went up on Saturday. So I ordered tickets for the ferry for all of us. It'll be it's a nice touristy thing for us to do. My wife will like it because you get to see a bunch of the sites from the ferry of New York City. Now, the thing that I will mention is so preparing for this, you know, it's one thing to go to the city, but it's another thing to go and do like a Pokemon themed event. I was watching like YouTubers and videos of people like here's a tour of the island and here's where things are going to be set up and so on and so forth. And like the last time I was in New York was like six years ago or whatever the fuck it was. And they're like, this is what you do. And here's how you get there. And all this other stuff. And they're like, Oh, well you could walk, you could ride your bike or you can get an Uber or whatever it is, or you could take the ferry. And Adam, I don't know if you've ever watched like a, like somebody doing a YouTube video where they do their content, right? Their main content. But while they're editing it, in the middle of the content, they're like, hey, I just wanted to drop in and, like, let you know this or let you know that or, like, oh, make a correction or whatever it is, right? Okay, I thought you were going to be like, oh, now let me talk to you about NordVPN. <laughs> no, 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 no. So okay. I'm watching and I've watched multiple different, like, multiple U Pokemon Go YouTubers videos and all of them to a point, like, broke in. And said, like, hey, you know, I just want to give everyone the heads up. You know, I, earlier in the video I mentioned you could take the ferry in. Um, but I just want to let everyone know the ferry is kind of expensive. And, you know, obviously if that's not a financial option for you and so on and so forth. And I'm like, how the fuck much is this ferry that, like, all these people are, like, giving you the heads up how expensive it is? Adam, the ferry's $32 a person. Okay. I mean, I feel like for New York City, that's pennies. And that's what I thought. Like, it's $28 one way, $32 round trip. Yeah, that's that's pocket change. If you if you live in New York, that's like the uh, cost of a cup of coffee in New York. Right. So I'm like, are these people like the so the the ticket for the Pokemon thing? Um, shit, how much is it? Um, and again, the, the, the ticket for the Pokemon thing itself is and I, again, I don't want to say like really expensive, but it's pretty expensive. Um, if I do my gazintas there, like, you know, uh, I think the shirt was like 30 bucks. So if I take that out on the math and I can't do math real quick in my head, like I used to be able to, mm. but I think the tickets for the Pokemon thing were like 25 bucks each. Okay. And that's just a day. But if you're going like all three days, it was like 60 bucks. So, like, these are people that are paying $60 to pay play a game on their phone, but $38 for a ferry is a bridge too far? <laughs> it's, a, it's a boat too far. Uh, yeah, it's a boat too far. But I'm like, <laughs> oh, it'll be exciting. To, but I'm excited. Like, you know, we're driving in the city, whatever. Um, I got no problem with that. But because we're taking the ferry, we're actually further up in New York, Manhattan. So whether we get there early, we get there late we're going to have more options to do stuff when the Pokemon stuff is done. But that's going to be a lot of expenditures as well. But that's going to be like, oh, we're going to go here and get something to eat or whatever. But like buying tickets to the ferry is like, you know, that's something for me. I want to take the ferry. There you go. Is there any like selfishly for you, like not uh, the wife or the kid type of things that in New York you'd want to go and check out? Like if you have time, like a store, or a comic shop, a landmark, something like that. Nah, not really. No? No. Yeah, I was just curious. Yeah. 
And, and again, this this is stuff that I've mentioned on the show, but this week we decided, like, this is the week we're going to go and pay off all of our vacation stuff that we have planned, like the Universal trip um, in October, the flight, the park, the hotel, the rental car, all of it is paid off, paid, done. The cruise in February, the flight, the one-day um, Airbnb, the cruise itself, all of it done paid like you have to put the deposit down and they're like oh you have to pay the rest off by this date or you have to pay the rest off by this date and my wife's like fuck it we're just paying the whole thing off now so it's done and over with and it was like we're paying everything off on tuesday and then our air conditioner stops blowing cool air you know (laughs) yeah so it was like we turned it off on tuesday it was working all day wednesday all day today until about six so it's off again um, but after this weekend, we're probably going to call someone out. It's probably just it's not it's not that it's not blowing. It's just not that it's blowing cold. So there might be a blockage. Might need a shot of freon. But we're just going to get someone out to look at it, and that's going to be an expenditure for next week. Well, there we go. Very rare and expensive and elusive air conditioning yes. repair. Yeah. Um, before we go, I'll just mention you said that this is the first time that like po- this Pokemon event has been reasonably local to us uh east coast united states yes okay uh reason i bring that up is i just found out like because i got like a targeted ad on facebook is the only reason i knew about it but next weekend in new jersey for the first time like ever on the east coast is botcon which is like a transformers toy convention oh okay and, like, it's always been – it's, like, the San Diego Comic-Con of Transformers, and it's always in, like, L.A. or Vegas or Dallas or something like that. But for whatever reason, it's a, it's at the American Dream Mall in New Jersey, this like, next weekend. Oh, shit. So I'm like, oh, I have no business going to this because I will spend so much money on things that I didn't necessarily need, but I just see it, and I'm like, I need that. But at the same time, it's like, when's it ever going to be in New Jersey, you know, or like the East Coast if it's never been here before? You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, like, that's the thing that's got me like, can I go and show any discipline and like keep like, oh, I'll allow my like literally like a kid going to a toy store. Be like, all right, you can spend twenty dollars, but that's it. Like, I don't know if I have that kind of willpower where I won't be like. Ah, sure. What's a what's what's a credit card fucking debt for? You know. I agree. But yeah, so that just uh, again because that reminded me is that like oh shit like when am I ever gonna have this opportunity? Oh, again. I'll say, I'll say don't look at the exclusives if if you already haven't. I, I did, and there was even though I'm looking at it now, and is that a junkie on in there? Like rec car, but purple. Uh, when I went in there, there were no, like, name brand Transformer stuff. It was all, like, knockoff robots. Mm. But if there's a name, ban- uh, name brand Transformers exclusive, oh, man, I kind of have to. Like, it would be financially irresponsible not to exactly. get that exclusive. But I don't know. I'll, I'll look into it later. But, yeah, that again, that's the same scenario where I'm like, it's never going to be on the East Coast again. I would look at tickets, maybe go a day. Yeah. Plus, Have plus some Jay fun. Gold wants to go. He wants to meet up with me. So that's another thing. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Ah, more. Oh, see, there it is. 
No, that's a that's a knockoff to the right there. It looks like a junk. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a name brand. I'm good. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. More on this story as it develops, but that's all I have, Joe. All right. That's all I got, too. I think this was a short show. Uh, I don't look at the time while we're recording. Did I hit record? Yes. Um, um eh, Short for us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what we get uh, for starting early, right? Oh, shit. Yeah, we did start early. Then never mind. This is a very long show. <laughs> no, it's normal time. Maybe like a little bit less. Yeah. Uh, but hey, thanks everyone for listening to episode 255 of At Odds with Wrestling. For Adam, this is Joe saying be safe out there and enjoy some wrestling. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks.